live show called Business Power Hour. I loved the panel presentations we did at the Authentic Seller Summit so much. And I got a ton of feedback that you guys loved them and you loved hearing us just talk about business and chat. And there were so many good takeaways and it was really fun being live all together. And so I decided to make it into a weekly show. So every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, you can join me inside my Facebook group for a special panel presentation. Today, we are going to play the audio for you from the Power Hour we did last Thursday. And it was a very special Power Hour because it featured all of the team members from Team Faith Mariah. And we talked about what to do when your life and online business this is something I think every online business owner goes through. We all go through seasons of life, seasons of business that are hard and overwhelming. And there were some amazing tips shared in this power hour. I can't wait for you to hear them. I hope you enjoy it. If you like this format, come live to the live show. I'll be live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern in the Facebook group with a new panel of experts talking about a new topic every week. It's going to be really fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. I am excited. This is our first live panel show. And I have a little announcement for you guys. I had so much fun doing the panels that we did at the Authentic Seller Summit. They were so good. We had so many good discussions. I met new people. It was just really fun to talk to other entrepreneurs for an hour every day. And I was like, I want to do this more often. This was so fun. And Poor Kelsey. I got done with the summit and immediately was like, Kelsey, I think we should do it every week. We should make it a show and we can have guests and like, can you help me? And then they, Rebecca and Kelsey helped me build a system to like get guests and have people on here. And so my plan is every Thursday, we're going to go live with three online business owners and talk about real shit as we do. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about what to do when your life and business are overwhelming AF. And I have, I mean, the most beautiful ladies and talented ladies in the whole world for the first episode, of course, and they're all from Team Faith Mariah. <laughs> so I'll let you guys introduce yourself. Just say who you are, what you do. You could say what you do in my business if you want, but then say like what you do. They all have their own businesses too, because that's how we do around here. Um, you could say what you do on Team Faith Mariah and what your business is and just introduce everybody for the people that don't know you. Everybody in the mastermind knows them because they're the best, but there might be other people that don't know you. So I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I think Rebecca should go first because she's the OG. <laughs> she is the OG. I'm always like, I'm always like, I would die without Rebecca. I would literally like, I would die. The business would fall apart. My house would probably burn down. It's not true. <laughs> it is true. It's true. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. OG. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Rebecca Lara. I've been here. My ring light keeps going out. Okay. So I've been with Faith since the very, very beginning, um, and it's an honor to be here. I'm her um, online business manager and the first member or one of the first members in her mastermind. I also have a business where I'm a certified life coach, and I help mainly mom entrepreneurs and other caregivers to um, still reach their goals and run their business while working less so they can be a caregiver and a successful business owner. 
and I'm honored to be here. And Rebecca's love- a superwoman, you guys. She has special needs girls. She runs my business. She runs her own business. She's the business manager. Uh, my business is, I don't know how you would even describe my business. I don't know. I love keeping the wheels running and it's helping busy. the organization <laughs> so that all of Faith's dreams still like come true and everything she wants to do can happen. Yeah. One of the people in the mastermind was saying they just hired their first VA and she's like, I'm kind of like embarrassed because my business is such a mess. And like, I just don't even know how I could bring anybody on. And I like had this flashback to when you started helping (laughs) me and and it was me and Brie and it was like a chaotic, I mean like a chaotic nightmare. And I had three businesses because I was like doing VA work. I was like doing launches for coaches. I was doing my own business coaching and I had my mental health membership site and blog and email list it was was like it was way more insane than it is now I think people are always like oh you're so busy and I'm like I don't know this feels like nothing now this is like (laughs) I only have one business it's great (laughs) so anyway Rebecca's the best she'll have lots of tips for you guys if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed Rebecca's definitely a good person to connect with because she builds systems and just makes everything so much so much easier okay Carly, you want to go? I want Carly to do my eyebrows. I feel oh like I gosh. need you. I need blue eyebrows. I think I might. <laughs> it's so fun. Even Axel, my uh, nine-year-old son, he's like, mom, can you paint my eyebrows today? I want like, want you to just paint my eyebrows. So he yeah. walked out around the other day, his pasty white butt with bright orange eyebrows. <laughs> it was insane. Anyway, um, my name um, is Carly. I am a, a content strategist and social media manager. Um, in uh, phase mastermind, I run the retreats two times a week. And these are essentially no, we don't go to a beach and like take time to Zen out, but that's the vibe we like to create. Um, except I yell at you a little bit because I love you too much. Let you say stuck. So it's not quite as Zen as a beach, but we try to get there. Um, I am a single mom, work at home, homeschooling mom. Um, and I have my own business and I do this and I share that because a lot of people, told me that the life I have right now was not possible. And so the life that people tell you that you can't have is actually closer than you think. Um, Don't let their small thinking stop you. That's like my soapbox every freaking time. It's because it's like, oh, okay, it's not possible to homeschool your kid and be a single mom and have him be in hockey. We're about to do two road trips in August. And that's only because I'm able to like do all this other stuff. So it's wonderful. I'm so excited you're here. And last but not least... Hello, Um, my name is Kelsey Bentley in Faith's business. I am a VA and, you know, people outside the industry, like when I came to be a VA in general full time, um, people are like, like, what's that? And I like to say in Faith's business, it's whatever Faith needs today. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca's nodding. She knows she's like, oh, good. Here you have it. You have it. I was laughing on the call we were on last night because someone was sharing like, oh, I had this VA, but it was hard because I had to like get everything to them like weeks in advance to, yeah. for them to turn it around. And I was like thinking, I don't think I've ever turned a podcast in for the team, like <laughs> like anywhere, any, like it's the day before it goes out. Sometimes it's the day it goes out. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was, oh, I was like, I'm very spoiled. They really spoil me. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Yeah. And then in my own business, I help small businesses like brick and mortar type businesses 
discover some of the systems that we use in online businesses all the time that are just normal to us to run their businesses more efficiently. Because I actually come from that world. I was a self-employed hairstylist for 13 years. And so I understand like a lot about small businesses that are brick and mortar and that they don't understand a lot of what goes on online. So my goal is to bring that type of stuff to them to make their lives easier. I love that. Yeah. And I think like too, I I feel like you I don't feel like VA is like the right title for you for what you do for the business. Kelsey runs all of our live events. So we do, we usually do two big events and a launch every quarter. So it is a lot. We do a bundler summit for my business, a bundler summit for the mastermind and a big launch event pretty much every quarter. Sometimes, you know, we get off of that, but that's what we aim for. And that is like no small feat. That is like hundreds of emails, hundreds, like tons, like we had what 40 speakers in the last event that she coordinated with all of them, got all of them, all of the recruitment, all of the promo materials, all of that is all Kelsey. So a lot of the stuff you guys see on the front end, I think it's important too, to talk about this as we're talking about overwhelm, because I think a lot of small businesses see people doing all this stuff or they'll see a coach and they'll be like, oh my gosh, she does like a podcast and a show and a coaching and a launch and a this and a that. But like we have VAs. So like a lot of the stuff that you guys see, like me put out, like when we do the summit or we do the live event or we do a launch, like I'm not doing all of that. And I think that's like important just that you guys understand, like there is a difference between people that have businesses that have teams and like being on your own and you don't want to compare your little baby business where you're learning all of these new skills and learning all this new stuff and you don't have a team to a business that maybe on the front end it looks like just me but it's it's definitely not right so I think that's important to talk about what do you guys think for people that are in that season of business where they're just starting I always think that's the most overwhelming time too, because you don't know anything. You have to teach yourself everything. You're like, how do I post? I remember being like, how do I post on Instagram? <laughs> like I didn't have social media. So I like literally was like, I don't know how to do any of this. Like, how do I do a? I had to be like, how do I do a story? I don't know what a story is like that kind of stuff. You're like teaching yourself all this stuff. You don't know, you're learning all this stuff, learning copywriting. Every time you want to do something, you have to like teach yourself how to do a landing page and teach yourself how to make the course. And there's so that learning curve is so steep. And how do you, what advice would you give to people that are in that season where they just feel like this is too much? Like everything takes me forever. I'm not getting anywhere. And it's really hard. And like, all I'm seeing is money going out. No money is coming back. There's just money going out. I've created a money pit. Great. And now I'm stressed and overwhelmed, just feeding into my money pit. What advice would you guys give to somebody in that season of business right now? We've all been there, I think. (laughs) For sure. We've all been there. And I started really slow. Like I started building my business like when, so like Faith said, I have three daughters and one was recovering from multiple organ failure. And then we were going right into the pandemic. So it was just like, I just knew and just like set that expectation for myself ahead of time that like, I'm going to do this, but it's just going to be one thing at a time and I'm going to start slow. And my favorite saying at the time was slow progress is still progress. Like I was just proud of myself for taking action and not waiting until she was better or the pandemic was done or like, I just didn't want to wait. So I was happy with slow progress is still progress. And I was just going to keep putting one thing in front of, you know, one foot in front of the other until I got there. 
that's a really good thought I love the thought too like I don't want to wait I think I use that thought a lot too to like I was talking about this the other day like there's kind of like you have an idea for something right and it's like out in front of you and you're like someday I'm going to do a podcast someday I'm going to do a launch someday I'm going to do business and there is a real decision you have to make of like no we're going to bring this into now we're not actually waiting on this idea anymore this is like actually something we're going to bring in and I think I use that thought I don't want to wait right and that's what kind of helps me pull ideas in and start executing on them and yeah. especially I think it's very easy to wait when life sucks like we're all we talk about this in the mastermind a lot but I'm like there are seasons of life that are brutal and hard and unfair and shitty and I'm like the first person to, to say that right I'm just like life is unfair and hard and like that's kind of my world outlook right and then it's like okay knowing that like what do we want to do with it and then the other part I talked about this on like Instagram recently something I think about a lot is like my brain's always like oh but it's going to be a better time though in the future like you're gonna we're gonna feel better or I've been getting migraines lately and I'm like oh maybe like after we get this med stuff figured out it'll be like easier and we should like wait but then I think like it could be worse then like the, I'm not guaranteed that there's gonna be anything easier coming I'm like this might be the only chance I have to still do it like I don't know right or something else could happen or and I think sometimes our brains do, do that to us like oh there's this nice little perfect time in the future where where you're not going to have any problems and we should just do it then and I think that that is I mean it could be that's, true but lots of th other things could be true too right <laughs> yes that's the biggest lesson I learned when my daughter got sick I mean she got sick in the middle of my birthday in a peaceful normal lovely day and in hindsight, I'm like, you never know what's around the corner. You just literally don't. And so like, I'm done waiting for like those perfect moments to like start because you don't know what's ahead and like, just do it now. If you're, if you're able to, you know, even if it's just a small step, like the biggest lesson I learned. And I keep that at the front of my brain every day. Cause I don't want to wait. And the small stuff like compounds too. like our brains also love to tell us like, it's not enough or it's not doing enough or it's not doing anything. But I think like training your brain to be like, no, like slow progress is progress. Like we, we really have to intentionally think that because I think default, our brain's kind of like, it's not working. We don't need to do it. <laughs> just forget it. And it's like, no, slow progress is still progress. Let me just take one step. Let me do one thing. Even if I can't do the whole course, get the whole course done. Like maybe I could make the first thing. Maybe I could start my sales page. Maybe I could put out something on Instagram today. Like what's one small step you can do I think that's really really good advice for when like life is shitty and then you like set yourself up for success for when you do have more space and energy it's like look at all this stuff you already did and now you're ready to go to that next level um I was so thankful I started when I did and didn't wait I think that's a really important to keep in mind too because it's like if you wait till you have the perfect time you only know how to run and grow a business when life is like being kind and nice to you and it's like we all know like yeah, that's just not reality. Like I talk about helping women build sustainable businesses. So I'm like, I want you guys to be running these businesses 10, 20 years. Like I want us doing work now. So you have a business that supports you for a long time. And if we're talking about doing it for a long time, the reality is like, there's going to be for all of us, there's going to be tragedy and loss and grief and sickness and there'll be great times too, right? Like all of that exists together. But it's like, if you only know how to run a business when everything is optimal what are you going to do like you can't not run your business like especially once you know like me and my partner like we rely on this business I can't just not do it 
right? I have to be able to have resilience to run it even when things go sideways. And so if you think like, oh, I can't start now because I have unfortunate life circumstances, it's like maybe it would be an exercise of resilience and a place where you could have a little break from the other things that are going on. Sometimes it feels nice to like bury yourself in the business a little bit. Yes. <laughs> just like, I'm just going to think about Instagram for an hour. <laughs> that sounds like a vacation sometimes, right? It did for me. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a holiday. <laughs> it is. It was my self-care. It's like, yeah, running a business is glorious. <laughs> What about you guys? You guys have tips for like the beginner peeps that are feeling overwhelmed and maybe having life stuff and maybe stop start. I see a lot of beginner people doing stop start where it's like they do a little and then they burn out and they just can't like keep the momentum. Mm -hmm. You guys have any tips you would give to somebody in that situation? I think like the biggest thing for me is whenever you go, because like you said, there are so many things you have to learn right at the beginning. It feels like, like there's just so many different things. And the biggest thing I think is to, when you find out, okay, like I need somewhere to keep my tasks. Like I'm going to use the sauna as an example, because like, I was so intimidated by it. And especially when I first came on with you guys, I remember talking to one of my friends and I was like, oh my gosh, like when I look at it, I want to cry. A sauna is so scary. And it's like, just figure out one little thing at a time, right? Like there's a lot of things that you have to figure out and it's okay. Like, like Rebecca was saying, you know, do just a little bit at a time. So like, first I figured out how to find my tasks that I had to do every day. I figured out where to find them. And, you know, now I'm in there like making projects and adding subtasks and all these things, but like, you don't get there by avoiding the thing altogether. Right. So like, it's easy. <laughs> That's always been my, my, uh, defense mechanism, I guess, is to just like avoid it entirely. And it's like, just pick out one little thing. Like I'm going to learn this one little thing. And even if it's overwhelming, and even if I have a lot of other stuff on my plate, I'm going to figure out this one little thing and grow from there. And that's enough. Like that's fine for right now. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it's important for you guys that are in the beginning to know too that like you're kind of in the suck. Like there's not going to be another season of business where you just don't know how to do anything. <laughs> so it's like it's like I'm only ever learning like one program maybe, like or one thing that I have to figure out from scratch maybe. But I'm not like you guys are learning all of it. You guys are like I have to like do email and social media and like it's never going to be like that again. Like once you have those skills, you kind of have them and like yeah, you're going to always have to be learning new things, especially having an online business. Like this space changes all the time. It's very dynamic. So like, you know, when I started Kajabi and all that stuff didn't even exist. It wasn't even an, an option for me to use them cuz it just wasn't a thing, right? And now there's so many options. And that'll always be the case. There's always going to be platforms we move to, new social media stuff popping up, new, we started using a new program to like make my videos for social media. I had to learn how to do that. Like there's going to be programs that you learned that help you along the way, but it's not like you're going to have to learn all of it at once. Like, so just know like, as it, it's not going to be, if you're feeling like, oh, this is like so hard, it's, you're probably in the hardest part right now. And it's not going to be like that forever. And then on the other side too, like you won't have to do everything yourself forever either. So like, hopefully you can get a VA, even if it's for a couple hours a week, like you would be shocked at how much space it frees up in your brain and your life to have somebody else do the inbox or have somebody else do the Facebook group or have somebody else do the posting. And like, just know, like, you're in one season of business. We talk about in the mastermind a lot about the baby business. 
it's kind of like how you have like a little infant and it needs a lot of attention and energy, but it's not that for the rest of your life. They're not infants forever. Like eventually they'll be able to take care of themselves and you'll be able to take your hands off of it a little bit. And then Carly, I would love to hear from you. I feel like I just have to pick your brain about this because you're such a genius at it. But I want some like batching tips from you because I feel like you're the queen of like content batching and repurposing. And I think, well, you tell me what you see, but I think a lot of times we make all this stuff, like especially with social media, harder than it needs to be. So I'd love to hear some tips. Your t- like, give me your, your like top couple tips you tell people about like batching or repurposing or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, this is quite literally something I could talk about all day. And I have, I do so much content on it because of how important it is. What I will say though, really quick before I dive into this is that, and this is, if if this applies to you, you're going to know. So don't take this wrong because you're going to know if this applies to you. Stop learning for the love of God. Stop buying courses and stop reading books and stop doing all of that get off your butt and go take some action. Like, except the I mastermind. Say, you should join the mastermind. Well, like that, except for the mastermind. But like, but the mastermind's about taking action. And the reason why I say this is because I spent, I'm not exaggerating, five years learning everything that I possibly could. And I was like, well, I'll start when I know everything. But it didn't matter how much I knew, I still had to start at zero. It doesn't matter if you know the perfect way to run a marathon. If you never go practice, you're going to be dead by the end of mile one. Get off your butt and go do it. And I say that because I love knowledge collecting and I love knowing all the things and that can feel like working, but it's not working when you're not doing anything. But anyway, if you feel called out, that's for you. If that doesn't apply to you, don't get mad at me. But if it's for you, you know. Um, Anyway, and take that into this too. So when it comes to batching and content repurposing and thinking smarter, the problem is that we think we have to come up with a hundred different things we need to say. And so we're like, we have to come up with the best thing, the number one thing, but it has to be different every time. Here is the reality. Three to 5% of your audience on average is going to see what it is that you post. Not the same three to 5%. So if you've got a hundred people, three to five of them and a different three to five of them every time. If you want someone to do something, they need to on average, which means for a lot of people, a lot more, see something seven to 13 times. What I hear a lot is like, well, I don't want to annoy my audience by saying the same thing over and over. You're not annoying your audience. You're robbing your audience of the ability to go and take action on it if you're not saying it. So instead of finding a hundred different things to say, say the same thing a hundred times. Find a, find a way to say the same thing a hundred different ways. And it doesn't need to be groundbreaking every time. Something I'm doing for a client right now that I'm like, why did I not think of this before? Is that she has TikToks and we're going to be repurposing those for Instagram without the watermark. Don't do the watermark and don't steal other people's content. But also we're not just like reposting it, but I'm taking what she shares in that TikTok and I'm using it for copy for a static post on Instagram. And then I'm gonna be doing it again for a carousel post on Instagram. And then I'm pulling the audio from it and going to doing an audio on an overlay of a montage of her on set working with her clients. And then I'm gonna be doing the same thing again, just with the text on the actual real screen or shorts, TikTok screen, whatever. That's one TikTok that she did that's being used five plus different ways. That's like five weeks worth of content or two weeks worth of content, however often you post. You don't need to come up with something groundbreaking every time. Chances are, if you've been posting content for more than two weeks, 
You have a content bank that you can pull from. You saying that you don't know what to post, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be real with you, is an excuse not to post. You need to go in and look at what you've already done, see what worked well, see what didn't, and make it again. Try to figure out why, and if it doesn't do well, try something different. Your people need to hear it. You're not annoying anybody, and if someone gets annoyed, you're probably just calling them out. Some of you probably feel that way right now, and that's fine, right? You need to hear it a bunch of times in order for someone to take action on it. I say this all the time. How often does faith say the same thing 500,000 times? And then all of a sudden we hear it and we're like, oh my God, that's the most mind blowing thing. And faith is over here like, Carly, I've been telling you this in coaching every freaking week for the last six months, but it took that one time. If she would have said it once and never coached me on that again, I wouldn't be where I am. So you need to find ways to reuse your content. As far as batching is concerned, you need to block time on your calendar to do so. Decide how many times you're going to post in a week and then decide um, when that content is going to be created. That's the number one thing missing from content calendars is we put all this work into a beautiful content calendar, but we don't block out time to create the content. Whether you're making a month at a time or a week at a time, or if you're posting five a day and you do them all the night before, you need to have time on your calendar. A lot of my stuff is done at like 11 o'clock at night after my kids are in bed. And once the fireworks done, because I live in Hicktown, so they've been going on for a month, right? So I've been doing that late at night, but then the content's done and I can schedule it or just post it, whatever. And I don't got to worry about it. And then I only got to put on my face like once every blue moon because I create the content in batches. But at the end of the day, the biggest struggle that you're having is that you are so worried about finding the perfect way to do it that you're not putting anything out. But you're never going to find what your audience needs until you do it. I say it all the time. I have multiple clients. None of them have the same strategy because none of them are the same people. Everything works for different or different things work for different audiences. And you have to keep that in mind. The perfect strategy doesn't exist, but it also doesn't matter if you found it anyway, if you never post. That's like a whole soapbox, sorry. But like, I just see the same stuff over and over and over. And it drives me crazy. Yeah, we just were talking about this on the live in the mastermind. And there's a couple of thoughts, I think, that really keep people stuck. And one of them is like, I want to do it the right way. Like, I want to do it the right way. And this keeps people stuck. Where are my like course hoarders, information hoarders? Like, I want to do it the right way. I want to make sure I do a good job. I want my, this is like such a, it's like one of those thoughts that feels so precious to us. We're like, I want my stuff to be really good. <laughs> like, and that creates the result of you creating nothing. <laughs> so it's like, it's like one of those precious thoughts that like feels like really nice to us, but like, what does it create? I'm always like, as soon as my brain does that, where it's like, Oh, we really need to, sometimes I'll do this with the podcast. I, the podcast that came out today, I was like, I should like really sit on this and like, think about it more and like, really like re-record that and like get some more tips and points in there. But my brain just like went like, like alarm bells, like, no, 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 no. Cause I know that thought of like, oh, I should wait till it's better. And I should work on it more creates the result of it never coming out. It goes into like the podcast, like burial ground of ideas of shit that never sees the light of day. Right. And I don't want that to happen. I want like more stuff out always. Right. And so that thought like, oh, I want it to be really good. Um, and I don't want to waste time. I want to make sure I do it the right way. So I don't waste time. That was the rant we did in the mastermind today on the live, but that thought, I don't want to waste time creates the result of you feeling confused uncertain, scared to make a move and creates the result of you wasting your time by not doing anything. <laughs> so, nobody ever has used the thought that I've coached. Like, I don't want to waste time. I want to make sure I do it right. 
I've never seen anybody use that thought to create anything other than them being super fucking slow um, and super uncertain, super confused and having a very low rate of production. And I'm like, to be an entrepreneur, you got to get in the game. And you've got to sell yourself on like, I'm going to do it a lot. I'm going to be super bad at it. <laughs> Most of it is not going to be good. And I'm just going to practice until I get better. Right. And get your brain on board with like being willing to be bad at things, like just being willing to do it and be bad at things. Stop expecting yourself to go out and like have things done well, especially if you're in a tough season of life and you're overwhelmed. It's like, let's lower the bar here. Like you're learning a new skill. We're doing new things. We're growing a baby business. We're dealing with whatever you guys are dealing with. We have people in the community dealing with sick kids, sick family members, their own health issues, right? We have somebody in the mastermind going through cancer treatments right now. Like, you know, like if you're in a season of life like that, it's like, okay, like let's put the bar on the ground here. Like maybe we don't need to be having the perfectly curated Instagram feed right now. Like maybe we just need to like what Rebecca's saying, like any like slow progress is still progress. Maybe we just need to start posting once a week just to get practice of doing something. So anyway, that was like a whole another rant, but I would love to hear your guys's tips about time. Cause I know you guys all do a ton of stuff. So like, what are your tips for like being able to just get like make some progress on the business and like sign off and like just get started and get things done i'd love to hear like your tips for like actually like i'm sure everybody's like well this sounds great but like <laughs> how do i do it but tell me how to do it though <laughs> so give me some time tips i'm sure rebecca's got some okay. good sure ones. um where to begin um i think the number one tip is just to be intentional like that if you have limited time for whatever reason it is, like some people, they, they usually come to me and they're like amazed. They're like, how do you have three children all with special needs? And you run, you know, help faith run her business and you have your own business. Like, how is that possible? And I'm like, because I'm super intentional. Like I'm not spending time. Like we're talking about like, you know, worrying about the perfect anything. <laughs> it's just like, like, I know exactly what I'm going to get done each day. Like I, I know my most important thing, I guess, is what I'm saying. And, and I just simplify, like, I can't do all the things and I've let go of the, um, the goal of doing all the things. Like I'm not on all the social media platforms. I'm not blogging. I'm not doing a lot of that. And, um, it doesn't mean I'm not getting results. You know, it's just like, I'm just focused in on the most important thing. I get it done and I block out time in my calendar. It's like today it's like four hours of work. I have a babysitter here for two of them, two hours. I did not. And um, just really intentional. And then I love the fact that that means that then I can shut the computer <laughs> and go hang out with my kids and take them, you know, to swim meet tonight. And, and that's how I get it done. It's just like, it's not letting myself spin out on, on should I do this or should I do that? Or should it be more perfect before I release it into the world? It's like, no. Staying no. out of like thinking into just like doing things, yep. right? I think that helps me too. We're, I didn't realize it's two. We all have to go because we have a hard, do, or we go to 2.30. Do we 2 2 30. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. I thought you were like telling me we had to go. Okay. Never no, mind. No. Pretend that, pretend I didn't say that. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, damn, that hour went so fast. Sorry. Two o'clock my time, which is it's only one o'clock my time right now. Sorry to freak you out. <laughs> okay, good. I was well before we came on the call, the team was like, we can't go over this time. You have to end the call on time. And I was like, I will do it. And then I was like, two o'clock. <laughs> but two, it's two thirty, right? Okay, so we're good. 
Okay, perfect. So what are the tips? What do you, the tips you have for like doing that though? Cause I'm like, well, that sounds great for you, Rebecca. Like you just like are super intentional. Like that's great for you. Right. <laughs> right. But you don't know me, <laughs> right. and my brain and my struggle. We all, I love how it, like, I love how like attached and precious we get to like our own right. suffering. We're just like, you don't know my, my brain and my life. <laughs> yeah. And we well, all do it. Right. It's just human being stuff. But like, what, how do you stay like when you're like, okay, I just go in the office and do the work and sign off. Like, obviously that sounds great. Right. What, how do you do that though? Like what thoughts do you use? What are your, what is your kind of process for actually making that happen every day? So it's probably something that you taught me a while back um, that has always worked for me is deciding ahead of time. Um, just whether that's like planning elaborately or just literally deciding ahead of time. Like I know what I'm going to do tomorrow or I'm going to like, whether you plan ahead a day ahead or a week ahead, or I do 12 weeks now at a time where I know my main, like one or two goals for that 12 weeks. And that's all I'm doing. And if other opportunities present themselves that don't align with those goals, like I usually say, no, thank you. Or not right now. Um, and just being clear on like what to say yes to and what to say no to and deciding that ahead of time saves me all the time in the world because I already know like yeah. this is what I'm doing. And I use tools like Asana to like help me stay on course and know what those things are. And I first thing I do is just log in, look at that. And it's not like an overwhelming list. I don't have a hundred things, you know, because that sends us all into overwhelm but it's like two or three things, you know, that I do each day and, and that's it. And that started by the way, way back when I was probably, I don't even know if I was working on the team yet, but like I had a simple bullet journal that was my planner. And I would write literally one to two items and the date and it'd have a, a bubble and I would color it in when it was done. And it was that simple because I was managing a sick child and three children home for remote learning during a pandemic and my business. Like I couldn't do a million things. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt good about doing those one to three things, marking them off and then being done for the day. Um, yeah, that's great advice. And I went through, I went through this like recently, like a few months ago, I couldn't, I have ADHD. And I couldn't get my medication because of the medication shortage, which for me is like a nightmare town. <laughs> The team will tell you, I was like, I couldn't get anything done. It was horrible. And it was just like constant spiral, but I would make these to-do lists that were like, I call them like my productivity fantasies. <laughs> I would like lay in bed at night. And instead of having like romance fantasies, I would have like productivity fantasies where I would like, and I would like make these to-do lists where I was like, I'm a different person with a different brain or something. And it was like, tomorrow I'm going to be so productive. I'm going to get this done and this done. And I'm going to record five modules and then I'm going to do podcasts and I'm going to get the sales page done. And then I'm gonna write emails and I would like, like lay in bed at night and have this like productivity fantasy life. And I think sometimes we do this when we make to-do lists, we like make to-do lists as our, like in our productivity fantasy life and not in like reality of like, oh, I have a sick kid and I'm in a pandemic and they're all homeschooling or, oh, whatever's like, I can't, I don't have access to medication that I need to like get my brain to work. It's like, it really helped me when I like snapped out of that. And I was like, my capacity right now is lower. Like I just had to like kind of come to terms with it because I kept making these to-do lists and not being able to do it. And then I would feel terrible because I was just like, oh my God, it's like, I'm not getting any of this shit done. Look at all this stuff I'm not doing. This is a nightmare. This is like never ending. I'm never gonna, like, this is horrible, right? And then I would like spin out about that. 
And what helped me come out of it was like, I started making these like just basic, like what you're saying, like basic to-do lists where it's like, okay, like our capacity is not what it was last month. Like we are in a different game here. We're in a different season of life here. We need to make a to-do list that's for this season of life. And I literally had to start making to-do lists that had like two things on them. And it really helped because then it felt like, at, at least I felt like, oh, I'm getting some things done. Oh, I got my stuff done today instead of just like failing at my list every single day and then like carrying it all over to the next day and then failing at it again. And it was just like a terrible cycle. And so if you're doing that, like I really suggest you take Rebecca's advice on that and like do a two task. Like it really shouldn't be more than like three things, four things, like unless you have a lot of time, like just put one or two main things you wanna focus on, get that done and feel good about that and move on. Because when we make the the to-do list as our fantasy and our fantasy productivity lives, <laughs> a little like, I'm going to write so many, so many emails. <laughs> yep. It's all overwhelming. And then you get caught in that cycle of like failing every day at your list. And it, it just like, I felt like I was digging myself deeper into like a hole every day. And the way out for me, was just like, okay, we got to accept where we are right now. We're not in the same, we're not in the seasonal life we thought we were going to be in. This is not, I did not think this was going to be happening. I didn't know my brain was like, not going to work all month. Like, that's not a thing I thought was going to happen, but here we are. And like, let's be realistic about the situation and like change the plan a little bit. And so I think, adjusting your expectations for your productivity like to reflect what's going on in life too and not making that mean like oh I suck or oh the business can't grow or oh it's just like we just got to keep it moving all the time right yeah and the best thing to wrap up that is like if you start with a, a short list and you get it done and you have extra time and you do more you feel like a freaking rock star yeah you're like that's just bonus list, stuff and you did bonus stuff, which is so much more motivating <laughs> than the opposite of what you were just saying of like never getting- It was it crushing me. It sounds dramatic, yeah. but I would just like, I would be like devastated at the end right. of the day. I was just like, I didn't look at all this stuff. Like I didn't get any of this done. And I would just like, at the end of the day, just sit in the office and just be like, oh my God, this is awful. But I really helped. Like I just started doing like one or two things and I would be like, okay. And what you were saying too, if I got those done and then I did more, then I would be like, oh great, we're doing good. Like, and it was just so much, it sounds so silly, but it was like those little things with productivity, I think really help. And it's really the mindset stuff, right? Cause it's really how I, how I was thinking about what I was getting done. And it really wasn't the list. It was like the difference in thinking, oh my God, I'm behind. I can't do this. I am not getting any progress. Nothing is happening. I'm a failure. I, I can't do this versus like, oh, I got some stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> And even like in that bullet journal, like I had, it was, even though I only did like one or two or three things each day, when I looked back through the pages, like I did all this crap and like, look at, it got done, even yeah. though I was managing all this other stuff. And that felt really rewarding as well. Even if you guys started, if you haven't been working on your business consistently, if you just do one little thing a day and you map that out over a month, like yeah. that's a lot of stuff at the end of the month that you wouldn't have had done. And like, you can build on that. The other thing that I've been working on that I am so guilty of doing that I think a lot of us do is I try to go like zero to a hundred. So I'm like, oh, my productivity hasn't been that good, but tomorrow I'm going to work for 10 hours and I'm going to do 50 focus blocks. I'm not going to use my phone at all. Right. And it's like, I had to start being like, okay, 
let's do one focus block. <laughs> like, when it didn't start. And I was like, next month you can do two. But I was like, let's just do one focus block, no phone. Like, I'm talking like really focused, like using your brain hard, like no distractions, really working. Right. And it's like, if you haven't been doing that, it's like, maybe don't try to do four hours of work. Like, maybe just do 10 minutes. Right. And then build up over time. And by the end of the year, I can be at four hours of focus block. And so I had to like start being like, okay, we have to build up to this actually. Like, like training. What did you say about the somebody said something about a marathon? Like training for a marathon, right? It's like you don't go out and just run the whole thing. It's like you got to start where you are and take like one little step and you build on that over time. And that has been huge for me lately because I am someone who tends to want to go. I'm like, I'll just like, I'll just push myself and like, I'll just make it happen. And like, I don't care. And then it's like, okay, well, you just made yourself work a 10 hour work day and you're exhausted and now you don't want to work and you hate the business. And now we have to take two days to rest. Like, is this really helping you here? Right. And so that's been helpful for me. Kelsey, what about you? You have any tips for people for like actually getting the things done? Like actually, like, how do you, and you just transitioned right from like working at a job to like working full-time at home like has that been difficult like coming home like being home and like making yourself like actually do the work or how do you keep yourself focused during the day so it was a nice slow transition for me because like you know I started with like a few hours a week on my days off so that part wasn't too bad um I think one like my biggest tip actually doesn't necessarily have to do with directly sitting down and doing the work but being okay with outsourcing or asking for help with things that are outside of the business or even inside of the business, you know, whether you do need a VA, whether you need to have your groceries delivered. I have somebody who comes to my house every week and picks up dog poop out of the yard. And it is the best money I spend every single month. I love it. Um, like that stuff is easy to outsource though. And I think people don't think about that, but I'm like, a lot of times like getting your groceries delivered is cheaper than hiring a VA. Like some of that stuff is like the easiest things to outsource or someone to clean or do your yard or wash your car, stuff like that. It's like the easiest things to start outsourcing. Yeah. And if you're in a position in life, like I'm a person, like my mental health goes up and down all the time. Like I'm sure a lot of people's does. And so even though sometimes like when I'm like, I feel so good today, kind of like you're talking about like fantasy land, I'm like, I know why I have this person come every week. Like I feel so I can do this. It only takes her 10 minutes. Well, it takes her 10 minutes because she's getting paid for it. It takes me like five hours because I have to torture myself for four hours, then go decide to do it. And if I'm having like one of those dips in mental health, it's just not getting done. And then we're the stinky yard people. And so it's like being okay with having that help so that the energy that you have can be focused and directed in the places it needs to go. That's like a big one. Yeah, that's really, really good advice. And what about you, Carly? Because you have clients and like all kinds of stuff going on and you're homeschooling, I know. Like, how do you manage? And I know you like manage mental health struggles like Kelsey and I too. Like, how do you actually get everything done every day? Like, what are your tips for like, actually just, you're like, you just got to start posting, just do the thing. But then if I'm, if I'm starting, I'm like, but how do I do that? (laughs) What's your advice for me? I love it when people ask how I get it all done because it's so fun to watch their face when I tell them. It's because I get everything done by understanding that not everything gets done. 
because it's like right now I am in a season of life where it's like that it's really cheesy metaphor and I'm way too immature to say it with a straight face but it's like you're 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 juggling all the different balls right I'm sorry I can't I've also got a nine-year-old I can't do it I can't but there's I say this I'm so sorry I'm not professional anyway there's the rubber ones and there's the glass ones. I can't keep saying balls or else I'm going to laugh the whole time. And when you're juggling them, you have to be clear on what's rubber and what's glass. So the glass ones will shatter, the rubber ones will bounce. And sometimes some things are glass and reason they may be rubber. And right now, getting my laundry done is a rubber ball. I have a pile of clean clothes on my bed that my son and I dig through. It's like our journey through the Sahara. Why did I choose that for a mountain? Anyway, like to find clothes every day, because the idea of taking 20 minutes to put all of those away at the end of the day sounds like torture. I want to go to bed. I don't want to put laundry away. And right now my house is a mess and I clean it once a week. At the end of the week, we do a big cleanup. And then it gets trashed again. And that's my season of life right now. And because if I stressed about those things, and I I did all the time to the point of making myself sick, nothing got done. My relationship with my kids suffered. My my business suffered. um, My friendship suffered. And I was like, okay, I've got to have, like, I need to pay bills. That needs to be a number one priority. And I need to make sure that my son knows that I love him. And sometimes that looks like we play board games every day for breakfast. And, you know, we watch something together at night. And other times that looks like we spend 15 minutes of quality time together because I'm in a really, you know, I'm in a deadline week and things need to get done. And so we don't spend a ton of time together. And I definitely get like the mom guilt stuff of that. I'm not saying that your kids are not important. Don't hear me wrong. But what I'm saying is that some things, you know, that relationship is rubber, but him needing food in his belly is not. And I've lived a life where I had to cut the rotten part off of an apple because it's literally all we had for him to eat. And I didn't know when we were going to eat again. So it's like, I would rather pay my bills and have him be upset that we're not spending hours together a day when I know that he's going to bed in a warm bed, you know, with, you know, bills being paid, food in his belly. And so it comes to like letting go of the fact that you can't get everything done. Yeah, I know, especially like the oldest siblings in here, or the parentified kids, like we're convinced we can do everything. Like we can just do it. You've just done it for so long because you had no other choice. But as someone with chronic illness, I can also say your body will just give out and it will be like, all right, if you're not going to listen to my cues, you're done and we're, we're out. And I've been out for weeks at a time. And it's, if I would have not gone so hard, it would have been so much easier. And letting go of that has cleared up the mental energy that I needed in order to get stuff done. And I'm not saying that I don't have times where I'm texting my best friend bawling because I'm so overwhelmed, but I also have that friend. There's a stupid fly. Anyway, it's making me look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> anyway, where I'm just like so overwhelmed, but I set a timer on that. I'm like, all right, dude, I need 15 minutes. Give me a timer. And I'm just going to bitch and moan for the next 15 minutes. And she's like, all right, let's go. And I do, and I throw it out there and, you, and we rewind we together. We do the whole ice cream thing of like, basically like, let's commiserate. <laughs> and then she's like, all right, time's up. What are you going to do now? What's your action step? And it's like, okay, I got it out of my system because I'm a human and sometimes life sucks. But then it's like, all right, what's the next thing I can do? Just one thing. Sometimes it's opening up my stories and just being like, you know, talking about my business. I say all the time, I'm talking about working with a client or I'm talking about my course or an event coming up. I just talk about those things. And sometimes it's all that gets done. And then maybe I take care of client work and then it looks like I don't show up on anywhere else because I'm doing stuff in the back end. Other times, client work kind of takes a little bit of a backseat so I can get the marketing done for something. 
you're never going to get it all done. And I think accepting that is what's going to be what helped you get 75% of things done, which is a C, which by the way, is average. That's not a bad thing. You've been taught that C's are a bad thing and they're not. I'm not going to go on that <laughs> school man. But 75% is actually, 70% is average. 75% is above average. And if you can do that, you're doing pretty damn good. That's good advice. And I think the mom guilt stuff is so big. We coach on the mastermind. I probably coach someone on this every week in the mastermind, I think, because moms are so hard on themselves, right? And we were talking about this when we did workation, but I was like, your kids are alive. <laughs> like you're a good mom. Your kids are alive. Like your job as a mom is keep your kid alive and your business is growing. Right. And I was telling her, I was like, is there evidence your business is growing? And she's like, well, technically I do have more email subscribers. And I was like, okay, well, you know, think about the difference. Your experience is different. If you're like, I'm doing my job as a parent, I'm doing my job as a business owner. My kid is alive. The business is growing. And, and I was like, the homework I gave them before workation, when we were coaching, before they came in the house, I was like, you need to walk into the house, of, into Orlando. Like I am fucking winning. If you guys have kids or you have a difficult life circumstance and you have a business, like there's no reason to be walking around thinking about how you're a loser and you're not good enough as a mom and we're not good enough at business and we're not good enough at this. It's like, and my challenge to them, I was like, you walk into the house at workation, like I am fucking winning. My kid is alive. The business is growing and we are fucking winning here. Right. And that was like the challenge. I was like, that's the energy we're bringing to the house. We're not coming to the house as like, oh, like I can't do it. And it's so hard and I'm failing. Right. And it's like being able to make that mind shift of like, I am doing it. I'm a mom and the kid is alive and like, we're doing it and we're doing good here. And the business it's growing slow, but it is making progress and I'm learning and we're making progress here and all of it is moving forward. And I am winning here. Kids are alive. Business is growing. That's the thought. <laughs> We were, we ended up coming up with for workation because we had people struggling with mom guilt that were coming to workation and that I was coaching. So if that's helpful to anybody, but it, all of us do this, even with, like, I don't have kids. I still do do this. Like we all give ourselves like shit that we don't need to be giving ourselves. And it's like the difference of like letting yourself be a winner. Like I'm doing it. I'm winning. Kids are alive. Business is growing. And look at fucking me. <laughs> like I'm doing it all. <laughs> versus like oh my god I gave him peanut butter and jelly last night and there's dirty dishes in the sink and I didn't get the laundry done and I suck and the business isn't even doing anything and it's like we talk about this in the mastermind that it's like lots of things are true it doesn't really matter if it's true or not it's like what's helpful for you to think right and so it could be true that like your dishes aren't done and like whatever like but is it helpful for you to think about that and then make it mean I suck it just makes yourself feel bad. It doesn't get, it doesn't get more done. I always tell the mastermind, I'm like, I would be on board with having bad mindsets if I thought you could build businesses, but you can't, right? It keeps you stuck and overwhelmed. Overwhelm creates a lot of inaction, right? It doesn't create more action. It doesn't create anything useful. It just creates kind of like that freeze mentality of like not being able to make a move. And so I'll just offer that to you guys. If you feel stuck or like you're overwhelmed and you're frozen, it might be time to like soothe your nervous system a little bit, look at the, get some different perspective on things that are happening, find something more useful for your brain to focus on. Right. And then I'm like, could be true that like life sucks and it's unfair and this shouldn't be happening. Like all of that could be true. Like, I'm not going to make an argument for that, but it's like, is it useful to think about just makes us feel more overwhelmed. So it's like kind of 
I have to, I, my brain is like super dramatic and loves to indulge in that kinds of stuff. And I have to just decide not to indulge in it. Right. Of like, I'm not going to indulge in like how shitty everything is and how my life is the worst and I'm the worst. And this is unfair. It's like, I have to, I have to, for my own like preservation, focus on things that are going well and things that I like. Rebecca said 10 minute warning in the chat. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca's behind, the scenes. Nervous. Rebecca's behind the scenes making everything work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we need to tell them? I saw some good comments in the chat. Francie said that she needs to hear these things today. I've heard the just do it so many times before, but this is a golden moment. So this is her moment. Congratulations, Francie. I thought this was a great tip too. Megan put in the chat. She said, if you're feeling overwhelmed about posting and you know you need to start posting, go on threads. And I'll say like, I think it's really good because you can like post your little thoughts on there and just little tips. And you can always go back and make them into little videos later. And so I'm going to be using threads as like a digital note-taking where I'm just going to take notes on everything I'm reading and podcasts and stuff. And then later I might go back and make a video out of them or stuff like that. So that'll give you a way to like really easily start posting. You don't have to be on camera. You just type your little thoughts and your little tips throughout the day. And then you can always use that as like content for later where you're like, okay, I have a few minutes. Let me pick up my phone and talk about this a little more or explain what I really meant by this. And then you'll have a little like content, like a little content planner. <laughs> Any other quick tips you guys have for people that are like, okay, I've been wanting to start posting. I've been overwhelmed. How do they make that switch from like thinking about doing it to actually executing and like picking up the phone and posting something my favorite thought that you gave me was um i'm just gonna try to help someone today and with that, that thought, is one of my favorite ones. it's so easy to just do something that's just gonna the intention is just to help someone it doesn't have to be perfect or beautiful or whatever it just just do it like that's what helps me do it yeah that's a good one i love that thought that's one of my favorite thoughts it's like made and it's made me a lot of money too <laughs> Just so you guys know, but you can all borrow it. <laughs> it just, it helps me get over the fear and anxiety as well. And it's just like, no, I'm just going to help someone. And like, that feels so good. And yeah. 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 Carly, you have one? Oh, sorry. Kelsey, I did not mean to cut you off. No, you're <laughs> fine. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Joy also left a really good comment in here that I love. Uh, she said, I got, um, I always, basically it was like around the procrastinating posting it was like, oh, I got to figure out the messaging, but then I never post because I'm not ready and I don't have it down yet. When I probably get the messaging a lot clearer by posting. That is it right there. That's why you will hear me say every fucking day of my life, go talk about your business. You're going to do all of the things that like all of the social media gurus, myself included, tell you not to do. You're going to screw up and you're going to do those things. But it's just like that really um like meme that went around back in the back in the day um where it was like it doesn't matter how you go because you're lapping everybody on the couch same vibe it is so much better for you to show up and sound salesy and sound cringy and make all of the mistakes and do all of the things that me and everybody else tell you not to do just go post because that's how you figure it out even if it's just simply opening up stories like don't overthink it you're overthinking it 99 of the time guaranteed just open it up and simply say I have a business and this is what I do. And then the next say, I started it because X, Y, Z. And then it can be like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm working on a project. Here's a picture of said project. You don't need it to be perfect. 
And you can't get to perfect until you start putting it out there because perfect for you and perfect for faith and perfect for me is going to be all very different because our audiences are all very different. So you just got to start yeah. posting and showing up and be willing to feel. And that's the thing that I come back to all the time as like the recovering honor student and like a guy called honor student syndrome, right? Being willing to be like, to get that C minus work to put that out there and have someone say, oh my God, you sound like an idiot. And it's just like, well, one, look at me. Do you think I care <laughs> for one thing? But two, it's just like, okay, fine. You're email, you're, you're DMing me privately that I look like an idiot. Well, I'm out here publicly building my business and changing my life. So feel free to say what you want. I'm going to show up. Like being willing to feel, that doesn't mean it doesn't sting or doesn't suck because it does. But being willing to feel the fear and the embarrassment and the cringe, like that's what's going to get you miles ahead. All the people that you look up to right now had that phase. You just don't see it now because they move past it. You, and that's everybody when they all the time. I think that's worth saying too. It's like everybody that's when we started, like felt cringy and embarrassed to be posting on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it is just being willing to be embarrassed and be bad and feel cringy. But it's like, if you're willing to feel those feelings in your body, you'll be fine. Kelsey, you gotta go fast. And then I'll do the outro and we'll get off on time. Like I promised. <laughs> super fast. Look at all the stuff you've already created. I have a very bad habit of going into Canva, creating posts. Sometimes I'll even go so far as to download them to my computer and then not ever post them. Look at the stuff that you've already created or go back in your Canva account, find something that you like, change the colors on it, brighten it up a little bit, do what you do and post it. Like use what you've got. Stop inventing the wheel again. Email too. Like, I mean, a good email rate, open rate is like 30%. That means 70% of the people didn't see that email you sent. So you can definitely go back six months and pull an email and re and like reword it around and send it. And most people didn't even see it the first time. And then the people that did read it, they don't remember it because we consume so much content anyway. So I think that's a great tip too. So where can everybody, where should everybody find you? Just say like your favorite place to hang out on the internet and we'll put links and everything in the chat for connecting with you guys. Where should people find you? Carly, you're on Instagram, right? Yeah. Instagram is that content nerd, just all one word. What about you, Rebecca? Um, I'm on Instagram as well, the Rebecca Lara, or I like to hang out in my Facebook group, which is thriving mamas, where we calm the chaos and simplify life and business. Oh yeah. You guys got to go in Rebecca's Facebook group. We'll put the link for that for sure. And what about you, Kels? Instagram. Yeah. Okay. What's your, what's your handle? (laughs) (laughs) They should know, right? All of Instagram, (laughs) all of Instagram, just all of Instagram. (laughs) Simply Bentley on Instagram. So yeah. You guys got to follow them and stalk them. They're really good people. They save my ass on the daily and we wouldn't do what we do here without them. And I think it's important, like I'm saying, like, I just want you guys to like, see, like, these are real people that spend a significant amount of time every week working on my business. And so when you see, when you see my business and the stuff we're doing or anyone else's business, don't compare your baby business to a business I've had for seven years that has, and this isn't even all the contractors. Like we pay a lot of people every month to run everything in the mastermind and teach in the mastermind, make content in the mastermind and all of the things we do. It is definitely not like just me. And so I just, I feel like people are often hard on their little baby businesses. Like, and then they compare like their little newborn baby business to my like teenage business. That's like going to college. And that has literally, I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in it at this point. Like it's just a different 
situation. And so just remember, like, don't compare your business to anybody else because you don't know, like, you know, they could have a trust fund funding people behind the scenes. They could have a whole different career you don't know about where they did social media marketing professionally. Like, just don't compare yourself to other people because those are significant. Like the advantages and disadvantages behind the scenes are significant. And don't make that mean like that you're not doing enough or you need to be posting more or you're not going to be able to be successful. Just stay in your lane, love your little baby business, nurture it, let it be a little infant. And if you're in that beginning stage where you're learning everything, just know it's not going to be this overwhelming and hard forever. Stick it out. If you want it and this is for you, stick it out. It is hard. I'll be the first person to tell you it is hard. It's not easy money. I know people like to think that, but it's not. Okay. We're going to get off of here. We're going to be back next week with another panel. Every Thursday, we're going to do a panel show for you guys. So watch your email. We'll have the details for the topic and the panel for next week. And we're going to be putting these up on the podcast as well. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Let me know if you guys know anybody that would be great to have in the show. Leave a comment and let us know. Um, anything else I need to tell them? Oh, join the mastermind. We have really good mastermind bonuses. Watch your email. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a whole checklist of like improvements, ways to improve your course. It's like four pages of, of ideas of ways to make your program better. And we're literally giving all of our existing offers in there, like a makeover in July. And you get that program for free when you join. Doors close Monday. Okay, that's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye.